Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to our program, Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, Chairman of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And today we have a program for you and a very special guest that I know you will be really blessed by. And our program is on family prayer. And it's something that uh, here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and I know on Catholic Radio in general and Catholic media, we're, we're really focusing more and more on how do we as couples and family become closer to the Lord, really renew our relationships with Him and with each other, and the wonderful benefits this can have for our families. So I know many families um, say a blessing before meals together. They may try uh, an evening prayer or morning prayer. Often it's individual, though, and not with the family. So we have a wonderful opportunity today to talk to a very distinguished guest, Father Timothy Gallagher. Welcome, Father Gallagher. Thanks, Peggy. Glad to be here. <laughs> Glad to have you on the program. It's, it's an honor to be interviewing you and, and talking about your new book, A Layman's Guide to the Liturgy of the Hours, How the Prayers of the Church can change your life. And uh, Father Gallagher is an American Roman Catholic priest and the Denver-based author of seven best-selling books on the theology and spirituality of Ignatius of Loyola. He served for 10 years as provincial superior of his Catholic religious congregation, the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. So, Father Gallagher, um, all of your books up to this point have focused primarily on Ignatius of Loyola. I'm sure Ignatius of Loyola uh, said the liturgy of the hours as a as a, a priest, and sometimes that's what we think of with the liturgy of the hours. That this is, if if our listeners have heard of the liturgy of the hours, they may associate it with priests and monks and and not with family. So, Father, can you start out by just telling us a little bit more about the Liturgy of the Hours and, um, and, and, and what it is, how it, how it started, and is it just for priests? Well, I would say, Peggy, that um, just on a personal note, this uh, journey with the Liturgy of the Hours started for me in 1974. I was a seminarian at the time, when now St. Paul VI wrote a document on devotion to Mary in the post-conciliar church and said something that was uh, completely new for me. He talked about the family rosary, which I had known in our family growing up, and then said, uh, and spoke of that with great uh, esteem, but then spoke of praying parts of the liturgy in the family as the highest point that family prayer can reach. Now, that really struck me because I had never heard that, never even thought of that. And I would say that reading that document in some way uh, was the, the, the force that led me eventually. I did write an earlier book on the Liturgy of the Hours in which I just told my own experience of praying it for 40 years. And that's what led to this latest book now, a series on EWTN, and then this book on the Liturgy of the Hours in the Lay Vocation. Now, 
when the church speaks of something as the highest point of prayer that family prayer can reach, then I, I think we pay attention mm, you know, yes. to that. Yes. So you asked Peggy, where did this come from? The remote origins are in the Old Testament, where we have the 150 Psalms, which are the real uh, heart of the Liturgy of the Hours. There are other elements in it. There are other prayers from other parts of the Bible. Uh, Hymns have been added to it over the centuries, this rich uh, body of hymns that has uh, grown up over 2,000 years. Uh, Short readings from Scripture here and there, intercessions and so on. But the real heart of it is the prayer of the Psalms that one goes through in the course of a four-week repeating cycle. And the Jews love these. They pray them. The Psalms express really everything that the human heart needs to say. St. Augustine tells us that we wouldn't have known how to praise God. And so God himself gave us the words, and this was the Psalms. Psalms express joy, express sorrow, hope, desire for God, uh, all the different needs that we that we have when we turn to God in prayer. When uh, Jesus came, he himself learned and prayed the Psalms. So, for example, on the cross, when Jesus cries out, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? He's quoting the first line of Psalm 22. And we have other places in the Gospels where Jesus quotes the Psalms. The early Christians uh, prayed them. And then in the 4th century, with the Peace of Constantine, when Christians could build churches and gather, a practice rapidly grew up in many places of gathering in the morning before the day's work. These would be lay people. If there was a bishop in the church, he would lead, if not a priest. And they would sing a hymn, they would pray uh, some of the psalms, and they were the psalms, same psalms every day, so that people could learn them by heart. And then there'd be a brief reading, a brief homily, intercessions, and people would, would go off to the work of the day and would gather in the evening for a similar kind of prayer. So these are the remote origins of the Liturgy of the Hours, which then passed largely, although never exclusively, into the monasteries, and other hours were added. So for about 1,500 years, uh, up until Vatican II, this was the the early connection with the lay vocation uh, never disappeared, but it diminished. And Vatican II brought this to the fore again, Uh, indicating that this is a prayer, yes, that priests and religious and monks in their monasteries pray, but that this is also a prayer that is for lay people as well. And there is a quiet thread in the Council and subsequent popes of a gentle but repeated warm invitation to lay people to consider praying parts of the Liturgy of the Hours as a part of their life of prayer. So, in, in a rapid summary, that would be where we got the Liturgy of the Hours, this prayer of the Psalms, hymns, intercessions, and so forth that uh, periodically returns through the hours of the day. There's a time for prayer in the morning. that would take maybe about 10 minutes if a person prayed it. There's a, a briefer time for prayer in at midday, daytime prayer, and then uh, a prayer in the evening and at night. And then finally, there's a more meditative time of prayer called the Office of Readings that could be prayed at any point in the day. Mm-hmm. So so for priests uh, who who say the, the Liturgy of the Hours, is this the same as the Divine Office? When we say that the priests pray the Divine Office, is that the same as the Liturgy of the Hours? Yes, it's just um, a, a change in vocabulary. The Church, since the Council, does use both titles, the Divine Office. Divine Office means the sacred duty or the holy task 
of periodic return to prayer throughout the course of the day. But the Church actually, uh, although it continues to use the title Divine Office, prefers the title Liturgy of the Hours because it's more precise. So two things are said there. This is liturgical prayer. That is, it's not something that each member of the Church creates for him or herself, but it's something that the Church formulates and gives us, like the the prayer of the Mass or, or a baptism or a wedding and so on. These are official public prayer that the Church uh, gives to us. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea <clears throat> of of different hours of the day to really be thinking, this is, this is my time to pray, this is the time that I lift up to the Lord. I'm thinking we do that with other things. For instance, the, the devotion to the Divine Mercy Chaplet, uh, three o'clock in the afternoon. Many people set their, set their, uh, alarm on their phone for three o'clock. Or I'm thinking through the years, one of the things that apparently has, has, has continued um, in terms of hours, is the Angelus at the noon and, and at 6 p.m. And I'm thinking of the uh, times when the church was, the church itself, the church, the parish, was the center of the community. And the the bells chiming at certain times of the day would call people to prayer. I love that, that uh, in our day, de- in our in our daily lives, that can be so hectic and and so distracting that there are certain times when we're called back uh, to pray and and remember that God is is the center, and and He is our hope and our salvation. So I, I love the idea of having specific hours or at least general times of the day that we turn to the Lord again. Yes, you know, uh, Peggy, I think all. Probably many of us listening right now are people who have their daily times of prayer, and we treasure them, we've we've chosen them because we know they're helpful, and we uh, sincerely try to be faithful to them. So it might be daily Mass or the daily Rosary um, or some form of prayer with Scripture, all the different ways that the Church has given us to pray. But I think many of us also feel that um, the connection with the Lord that we feel in those formal times of prayer, maybe as the day is beginning or as the day is ending, uh, we wish that they ex- that communion with the Lord extended more consciously throughout the hours of the day. And we feel the need for some way to stay in touch with God throughout the hours of the day. And this is the second element in the title. This is liturgical prayer of the hours. This is the richest answer that the Church gives to that need, to that desire for well, uh, you know, Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray constantly. And that's not just, uh, those aren't just words. That's really what we're called to do. And here is the richest answer uh, of the Church. This liturgical prayer, which is God's Word, these, the rich prayers of the Psalms, the hymns, and everything associated with them, that periodically returns as cosmic time unfolds throughout the day. So to to build at least some parts, when Pope Benedict XVI invited lay people to pray the Liturgy of the Hours, he specifically focused on three of these times of prayer, morning prayer, evening prayer, and night prayer, and invited lay people to consider praying maybe one or another, uh, at least, of these. What will happen is that the prayer of the formal time, even the Mass, as beautiful as it is, and it's the source and the summit of everything in our spiritual lives, as the Council says, but it's only one moment of the day. 
the liturgy of the hours then builds prayer into the rest of the day, and that's really a wonderful thing. And we find that our faith gets more uh, alive. We're never too far from the Lord because prayer is returning periodically, and that's the richness of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, too, Father, one of the wonderful points that you make in your book and that I've heard you speak of is is that the uniqueness of the Liturgy of the Hours in that it is a liturgical prayer of the Church, like the Mass is the primary liturgy. I, I love to think of the Universal Church that someplace around the world, at every moment of the day, the Mass is being celebrated. And now I'm thinking someplace around the world, every moment of the day, people are praying the Liturgy of the Hours. The Church is also offering the Liturgy of the Hours, round the clock, (laughs) at every moment of the day. So when we are joining ourselves in this prayer and, and pray as individuals or as a couple or as a family, we're really participating in a universal prayer of the Church um, that creates that unity uh, in, in our Church, which I think is so beautiful. I love that. It, uh, this prayer, uh, that's a good word that you use, Peggy, there, unity, because that this prayer does that in a number of ways, in the way that you've just mentioned. We're united with hundreds of thousands of members of the Church throughout the, throughout the world who are praying the same songs, singing the same hymns, and so forth, as we are, the same intercessory prayers. But it also unites our life of prayer in another lovely way, and that is... Um, so let's say, for example, that uh, today is December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. So throughout the world, the Church is celebrating this feast. Uh, the Mass celebrates that uh, feast. As we pray the Liturgy of the Hours on that day, our own prayer throughout the day is in harmony or united with the prayer of the Mass throughout the Church and the, the, the theme that unifies the Church's prayer throughout the day. The same thing, for example, if you pray parts of the Liturgy of the Hours on a day in Lent. The Lenten theme will be reinforced in your prayer, or the Feast of St. Therese of the Child Jesus. Again, your day will be filled with the beauty of her message. Mm-hmm. So liturgical prayer has that richness. It really, um, it, it, To pray the Liturgy of the Hours is to enter deeply into the heart of the Church. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, Father. Well, we're just a little bit past halfway through our program, and there's so much more we want to discuss with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher, our guest today, is an American Roman Catholic priest and the Denver-based author of seven best-selling books on the theology and spirituality of Ignatius of Loyola. He served for 10 years as provincial superior of his Catholic religious congregation, the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. And his most recent book is A Layman's Guide to the Liturgy of the Hours, How the Prayers of the Church Can Change Your Life. Uh, it's a very, it's a beautiful, easy to read, uh, smoothly written book, Father, um, and, and very inspiring. In, and I, I'd like in the second part of our program to focus now on some specifics of how we could actually incorporate this into our daily lives. Um, I think you mentioned there may be six or seven times a day that people like priests and monks who pray the entire Divine Office or Liturgy of the Hours uh, they're they're praying almost continuously. Um, how can we work something like this into our daily lives? I know, yes, we we're, we're to pray unceasingly, 
<laughs> but how do we busy mothers, uh, husbands, wives, families, how can we even get started? Can you give us some, some ideas here? Sure. So the Liturgy of the Hours has five different, now they're called hours, not because they take an hour to say, <laughs> but because they come at different hours of the day. So I'm going to call them hours with that understanding. Morning prayer, daytime prayer, evening prayer, night prayer, and then this more meditative time called the Office of Readings, which can be done at any point in the day. Morning prayer might take about 10 minutes, daytime prayer about 5, evening prayer about 10, night prayer um, maybe about 5. So that even to say that, if a person prays the Office of Readings uh, meditatively, that might take 15 to 20 minutes. But you can, you can see in that that we're not talking about a lot of time uh, to begin with. And the Church's recommendation, if a person desires to, it says, well, you know, I'd like to try this. It sounds valuable. How do I begin? I would suggest beginning with morning prayer or evening prayer, uh, maybe even just starting with one. So we're talking, and you know, uh, Peggy, there are also shortened forms of this, which are doing an awful lot to introduce the Liturgy of the Hours into the lay vocation. This is something St. Paul VI recommended in the letter I mentioned, and it's been taken up. I'll give one example of this. The monthly Magnificat publication, which you can get either in uh, paper form as a monthly subscription or in digital form or both. If you do get the paper form, you also have access to the Magnificat app where the text is available. What they've done is to create shortened forms of morning prayer, evening prayer, and night prayer. So, for example, in the full form of morning prayer, you would have three psalms. In the shortened form created by Magnificat, you have one psalm. You have a hymn, one psalm, a short reading, a few intercessions. So it's brief. It's just a matter of a few minutes. And it's an excellent way to begin because it's all laid out for you. There are no volumes to purchase, ribbons to set, there's nothing. <laughs> it's all simple and given to you, and it's eminently doable. And I'll put out uh, a suggestion here. Um, you know, if a family gets to Lent, or Advent or Lent, and wonders what it might do to live its uh, its life of faith more deeply during those times, you might consider subscribing to Magnificat. And uh, praying, maybe evening prayer, just after supper, so that family, our husband and wife or family, uh, would, instead of departing at the end of the meal when the meal is done, would stay for another five minutes or so and pray this prayer together. And my wage, of course, you don't have to wait till Advent to start this. You could start tomorrow. Um, my wager is this, that any individual or, fa- or husband and wife or family that starts this, is probably going to want to continue it because they will see the difference that it makes. I just had an email uh, yesterday from a mother of a number of young children who told me that she has subscribed to the Magnificat just to start this. And a lot of people are doing it, and it makes a real difference. So my suggestion is start small. Don't start big. Start with maybe one of these times of prayer. Start with a shortened form. And then another great blessing that we have today is the digital forms of this prayer that are now available. In the book I call The Liturgy of the Hours in the Lay Vocation, A Sleeping Giant, and A Sleeping Giant That is Awakening. And the digital versions have had an awful lot to do with this. 
because now um, you have it right on your phone, you know, as you're um, waiting in the doctor's office. or And there are audio forms as well so that you can listen to it and pray it uh, while you're exercising, not walking, jogging, uh, if this is the one time available while you're commuting to work or uh, waiting for the children to come out as you're picking them up after school or while you're preparing dinner, you know, alone in the kitchen or, or whatever setting. So it is it is possible now to begin to pray the Liturgy of the Hours without adding, in some cases, even any time, but certainly not much time, to the prayer a person is already doing and the benefits, as I said before, Paul VI speaks of this as the highest point that family prayer can reach, and that's significant. It's mm, beautiful, Father. It, and it I know. Help, I could, go ahead, Peggy. I was just going to mention, uh, in addition to the Magnificat, the iBreviary uh, app <clears throat> is apparently one that you recommend, I believe, and um, uh, a good one for people to start with if they want to try the electronic version. Yes. If people want to read it, then I would say iBreviary is the place to start. It's free. It's very well done. Uh, You can have it on your computer, your tablet, or your phone. Um, There there are also audio versions that a person can listen to. iBreviary is only uh, a version to be read. But if you want to listen to it, there is divineoffice.org, and there is another option uh, called PlayStation Portable. It's read much more quickly there. At divineoffice.org, you have the hymns sung, and things are done a little more slowly. And you just told me, Peggy, that uh, you can also find the Liturgy of the Hours on the Laudate app. So there, there are many options. A person can uh, look among them and, and see where he or she finds uh, that, that it works best. And I just wanted to, to reiterate, it's not PlayStation, it's PrayStation, right, Father? Yes. <laughs> Station, PR, yes, yes, and you know, I wanted to, to just share personally that I've been receiving the Magnificat devotional for I don't know <laughs> how many years, many, many years, and uh, I have been praying for years the, the morning prayer and the night mm-hmm. prayer, and knew that it was connected to the Liturgy of the Hours, but I, I want to say to people who have been doing that, like I have for a number of years, that your book, A Layman's Guide to the Liturgy of the Hours, How the Prayers of the Church Can Change Your Life, has just really given me uh, an even deeper sense of the beauty of of that morning prayer and that night prayer. And uh, my husband and I have started praying that together just recently uh, as kind of a, a result of reading your book and and realizing that this is a wonderful, not just individual prayer, but family prayer and couple prayer. And uh, we're we're loving it. (laughs) So thank you for that inspiration. So to get your book too, Father, tell us, uh, how do we get your book? Well, it's available anywhere that books are available, Mm -hmm. online through Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Any um, Catholic bookstore will either have it or can get it for you. Through my website also, everything is available there as well. So basically the book is available anywhere that books are available. Mm-hmm. And there's an e-book as well. So. <clears throat> and your website is frtimothygallagher.org. So that's a wonderful resource as well. Well, Father, you're, you're just an inspiration, and I, I, I love what you've shared today on the program. I love your book. Uh, 
listening to interviews and preparing for this interview, listening to you uh, on EWTN, it's just been a tremendous blessing. And I know that, uh, that your you are such a blessing as you are challenging us and showing us the richness of the liturgy of the church and how we can be even more united. So I want to thank you so much for being with us. Um, we've just got just a, a brief few seconds. Is uh, Would you like to uh, close us in prayer, Father? Sure. Thank you, Peggy. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we bless you that we've been able to spend this time together reflecting on the richness of the liturgy of the hours. And we ask that this become increasingly a blessing in these times for lay men and women who love you and who seek to stay close to you in their daily lives. And Mary, we lift up this prayer to the Lord through the warmth and love and tenderness of your mother's heart. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you very much. Father Timothy Gallagher in his book, A Layman's Guide to the Liturgy of the Hours, How the Prayers of the Church Can Change Your Life. And you are listening to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio with archives at stgabrielradio.com under the Family Sanctuary. We're streaming live on stgabrielradio.com and our programs broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he